Welcome back. I'm Karen, founder and managing director of Orchid Leadership Coaching and Consultancy Limited. Encouraging you to embrace the leader within. Whether you are a CEO leading a company, an executive leading a team of innovators, an emerging entrepreneur, or a working or stay-at-home parent leading the family and home, now's the time to embrace the future. Empower the new you. Welcome to Episode 9 of Enlightened Leadership Coaching Snippets from our season of podcasts linking to leadership. In this episode, we'll be deep diving into conflict resolution, conflict to co-construction. If you missed our earlier episodes, don't worry. They're available to download on numerous major podcast platforms. Do ensure to subscribe or follow so not to miss out on future upcoming episodes. Getting back to today's episode, focusing on conflict resolution, conflict to co-construction. Conflict resolution involves having a workplace that tries to prevent conflict and a leadership team that successfully handles and resolves workplace issues. However, what if conflict wasn't always 100% negative? What if there were healthy conflict that could bring about discussion, creativity, collaboration and innovation? Unrealistic or achievable goal? Let's decide together. Before we get into conflict resolution, however, how do we recognise that there is actual conflict? Here are some possible questions to ask as a means of identifying a conflict situation. Bearing in mind that conflict isn't just referring to an obvious disagreement or argument. Have you noticed an increase in staff absenteeism or a swifter turnover of staff? Have you increasingly heard the word stress used as a reason? Do team meetings increasingly break down with no decisions made? Are there small cliques apparent in the team? Or has productivity or performance fallen without an obvious reason? Are you sensing a low morale? Patterns of grievance? Is cross-functional communications lacking? If you are nodding to any of the previous questions, are you confident that people are happy? Or is there potential conflict? Similarly, within the family environment, there could be family conflicts arising over areas such as chores, money, sibling rivalry, teenage issues, repeated patterns of poor communication, emotional outbursts, or even a lack of self-regulation. Even in such emotional family circumstances, however, there are win-win solutions that can be sought that go far beyond the temporary compromise solutions that many of us rely on. Families have choices in how to cope with conflict. Conflict resolution through collaboration takes time, involves all family members working together, though of course it provides solutions that are win-win for everyone. If developed at a young age, developing healthy communications culture in the home 
can help our children in taking responsibility and accountability for small decisions. Without the accustomed conflicts, arguments, sulks and tantrums that can ensue. Let's dig a little deeper and get some clarity around the area of conflict. Firstly, let's contemplate some of the possible reasons that lead to some forms of conflict arising. Many common sources of conflict, both within the workplace at various levels and within the family, connect to a conflict in needs, styles, perceptions, goals, pressures, roles, personal values and unpredictable changes in circumstance or environment. When we sum up the vast areas that exist, many perhaps will fall into three categories. Relationship conflict, values conflict, or tasks conflict. Another major contributing factor lies within communications. Whether it be a breakdown in communications or conflicting styles of communicating. A passive communicator, for example, will often be submissive, compliant, vague or non-committal, whilst putting themselves down over others, with goals of avoiding conflict or any form of disagreement at all cost, pleasing others at the expense of themselves and allowing others the control. Alternatively, an aggressive communicator will often show traits of sarcasm, be harsh, superior, egotistical, interrupting in nature, critical and sometimes disrespectful of others, with goals of winning at any cost, even at the expense of others and therefore having control over them. The passive-aggressive communicator often links with deniability of personal responsibility, such as in forgetting, delays unrelated to them, with goals of getting one's own way without taking responsibility. A more balanced approach, of course, is the assertive communicator, whose expressions and actions align with their spoken words, who is firm yet polite, with clarity in their message whilst respectful of others with goals of maintaining mutual respect, expressing oneself without the need to win, and where no one is in control but are equal. We also should be mindful of body language, particularly in reference to cultural norms, as this can indicate far more than the spoken word at times. With such a range of communication styles, what outcomes can we expect? Very simply, if we are an avoider, in other words, we do everything we can to avoid all forms of disagreement and conflict, then everyone loses. It's a lose-lose situation, because nothing really changes. Therefore, there is stasis. As an accommodator, we lose while the other person wins and takes control. Equally, not a satisfactory solution, perhaps. As a controller... We win and the other person loses. We have the control, though again, where is the sustainable solution? Something to consider is being the collaborator, where we seek a win-win outcome, where no individual is in control and where we partner 
to communicate and collaborate towards an agreement. When seeking a simple solution to a mini-dispute or disagreement, very often a simple and confidential mediation process can easily remedy the situation and get a relationship back on track. An experienced mediator will often possess skills in communications, will have a calm disposition, will be present, an active listener, possess empathy and high emotional intelligence. They will often have very open body language, be thought of as trustworthy, authentic and have interpersonal skills, self-regulation, who can manage stress and be a creative problem solver, with an ethical and reflective disposition. However, not all conflict is that neat and tidy. Some conflict is more deep-rooted and needs further exploration. There are times when we need to unearth what the conflict is really about, what the underlying issue really is. Often it's not what's outwardly obvious. Sometimes it can be a need for greater independence, a need to make one's own decisions, being valued and respected within a working or family relationship, a need to feel greater confidence and freedom, Often a deep-rooted conflict is identifiable when a pattern of repeated conflict without resolution becomes evident. To unearth such conflict, we must first need to create conversations of change. This can be explained under the acronym of VOCAB. Vulnerability disarms conflict. Ownership and taking accountability for one's own needs, feelings and emotions within the conflict creates empowerment to create a positive shift. Communication involving ask, listen and express. Acceptance, embracing reality, letting go of what you cannot control. For example, how another person feels or acts. Boundaries of acceptable and non-acceptable behaviour, creating foundation of trust, setting the rules of intention. This, of course, won't always resolve the bigger conflict immediately, but it will create a conversation of change in that direction that will perhaps bear fruit over time. So, we mediate. We create conversations of change. How then to move from this to creativity, collaboration, co-construction and innovation? Of course we come back to a key essential ingredient and that is of enabling, advocating and embedding a coaching and mentoring culture at all levels of the workplace and home as a company and family norm. Enabling and empowering others in emotional and social intelligence by example, sharing and training. Being able to express emotions without those emotions taking control can invite innovation and resilience. As an aware and empowering leader, to recognise where conflict has the potential to arise and intervening early 
by identifying early trigger signs and developing positive and healthy interventions. Being consistently curious and establishing common interest among parties. Where we speak to the goals we share, which can unite rather than divide. To also reframe conflict into opportunity enabling oneself to walk in another's shoes and appreciate their conflicting or opposing view in a safe and trusted space can positively create listening opportunities, powerful questioning and innovative brainstorming. Conflicting views often arise due to fear. What will that person think? What will happen next? A positive question here might be, what are you afraid of? And positively challenge that fear, turning it towards opportunity. In addition, creating a safe environment for healthy debate and disagreement. Empowering others in how to positively use minor disagreements to create a space for healthy debate. To allow emerging ideas to flow to be shaped and expanded upon and added to collectively. Creating therefore a safe environment where thinking out of the box and creative problem solving is highly valued and celebrated. And of course, creating a complementary team ethos and a team success mindset rather than individual glory. Space also should be considered for reflective inquiry and co-construction where quality decision-making is created from open and competitive discussion of ideas and reflection on alternative scenarios by team members, creating future success of visionaries and next-generation leaders. As we digest how conflict can be flipped to co-construction, there is an intrinsic mind shift that needs to happen, and that is that conflict is not intrinsically bad. It's an opportunity, a journey to discover new things, new ideas, new innovations. What new things will you discover? A challenge I lay before you. Take measure of the conflict triggers around you. What are the current triggers you notice within your workplace or home that could potentially create conflict among your team at work or members of your family? What positive interventions would you consider that could divert people away from potential conflict? In what ways this week will you invite positive debate into your work and home environments? How will you empower others to unleash their creativity, their ideas, their innovation, and enable conflict to become a co-constructed playground of creative energy that will create team success? Feel free to share some of your follow-up actions with me on any of my social media platforms, or alternatively, share a comment with me right here after listening. I look forward to our next podcast session where we'll be deep diving into strength through diversity and inclusion. Tune in next time and get ready to take action after the session. Until then, 
please remember, if this podcast episode added value to your day or evening, download it. Share it with your colleagues and friends. And of course, ensure to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss out on future episodes. And remember, embrace the future. Empower the new you. Awaken the leader within. And let's take back control of our aspirations. Thanks for listening.